0: Hello everybody, this is the Rude Horror Podcast I'm Marcus Rude And today's special episode uh, Part of it will be uh, an interview with Jimena Del Salar uh, She comes back on the show And uh, answers a few of the questions I had for her in this uh, short interview um, I, I My original idea was uh, I wanted to do... Uh, An observation if you will of uh, the women in horror month being february i know this is the end of february um but i figured i would uh release something uh by at least the last day of february and uh you know matt awkward and i sort of did do that already in the last um episode but uh i uh talked to Himena and uh as like a last minute uh thing and uh she was so cool about it and uh was able to chat with me for a little bit and uh you know so I I definitely want to say that I appreciate you for coming on the show Jimina. this was a lot of fun as always and it's so great to have you back again um, basically uh, a year ago I had Uh, him eat on the show so it's very cool to uh get her back on a year later and uh you know just be able to talk about uh what she's been up to in uh the horror genre and you know uh you'll be able to hear that shortly so uh before the interview kicks off i do want to mention uh there is an upcoming event here in the quad cities if uh you're a local listener Midwest Monster Fest presents a pop-up horror market. So, what's going to be going on is uh, there's going to be sort of like a little small, um, not really convention, but sort of, and uh, there'll be vendors there. Uh, apparently, there's going to be some celebrities too. So, gonna uh, have to uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, as time goes on, they'll announce who the celebrities are there's gonna be uh, artists entertainment um, I don't know it's, it sounds like it's gonna be a pretty cool little event almost like a little mini horror con. it's gonna be an outside event uh, that'll be happening Saturday May 22nd from noon to 7 p.m. at uh, the Rock Island County Fairgrounds in East Moline Illinois and uh, if you go to uh, their website at MidwestMonsterFest.com or their Facebook page, Instagram at Midwest Monster Fest, uh, you can get some more info on how to get tickets. Uh, if you buy tickets in advance, they're only six bucks a piece, so it's uh, a very cheap uh, horror event. And uh, you know, and for that, it's, it's a not-to-miss event. Uh, you know, there will be. COVID guidelines that people would have to follow, like wear masks and, you know, keep keep your hands sanitized with a uh, hand sanitizer as, as much as possible and, you know, just have common sense about the matter and, uh, you know, it would uh, definitely lower your chances of, uh, of, uh, transmitting anything, so. If, if you're a little brave and uh, you don't mind uh, going to an event coming up in May, uh, definitely mark your calendar because this one's going to be a pretty cool uh, uh, teaser or taster, if you will, for uh, the big event in September, which I will talk about that later on in the show after I talk to Himina. And uh, so, with that said, after the interview that I have with Himina, uh I will talk about uh a couple movie reviews of uh some movies i've seen recently and uh and talk about you know if i have anything horror news or you know like this an event going on uh things to check out stuff like that so if if you're interested in that stick around and uh also i'm gonna do a uh rude horror music corner presents frontal assault from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, will be the uh, showcased band, and I will be playing one of their songs uh, at the end of the show. So uh, stay tuned for more info on that towards the end of the show. Uh, so, I guess without further ado, uh, here is the interview with Jemina del Solar. So, I'm here with uh, Chilean horror actress Jemina del Solar. And uh, she's also one of the writers for the horror anthology called Il Final Contagium that uh, just released not that long ago. And uh, I'm just excited to have uh, you back on the show. So hello there, Hamina.
1: Hi, Marcus. Thank you so much for inviting me again to your podcast. I want to send kisses to all the audience. Hi.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that. Um uh, so, uh, my first question would be um, Since we've last talked on here, it was pretty much at the beginning of the world pandemic. How has the pandemic changed the film industry in Chile and has it made acting gigs more challenging?
1: Since the pandemic began, many audiovisual projects have been cancelled, especially the smaller ones, which do not have enough resources to adapt to the COVID protocols. So it has been almost a year since then, and now the situation is returning to some stability. Personally, I have not been working on any film project during the last year, but I hope to shoot one during the second half of 2021.
0: Right on. Um, Now that uh, Ill Final Contagium has made it on DVD Blu-ray here in the United States, uh, congrats, by the way. What is the next film that you are working on?
1: Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, what is coming is precisely a project that we have to cancel in 2020 due to the pandemic. It is a co-production between Chile and Argentina. The title is Malevolgia, a horror fantasy movie set in an apocalyptic context. I cannot advance too much about it because in Latin America, the panorama is still complicated. So wishes like Marcus, please. Things are difficult here. (laughs) But well, there is another one, an anthological movie, Abs, that is the title. It is composed of four stories, all of them written and directed by Chilean filmmakers. Luckily, we showed all the material just before the pandemic started here, so right now, post-production process is almost finished. They are all independent short films, just linked by the use of some cell phone application as a starting point to develop the rest of the stories.
0: Ah, that sounds very cool. Uh, I always dig uh, horror anthologies, so I look forward to uh, hearing more about that one as as time goes on. Um, what horror movies have you been watching lately?
1: Wow, many movies. One of the last I saw and loved is a Rent a Pal by John Stevenson. Maybe it's not just surprising in some way you know where all the action is being conducted, but has such well-constructed characters, so well-performed, too. The whole process of watching this is absolutely enjoyable, so I recommend that movie, Rent a Pal. I just finished Mindhunter on the Netflix, it's super cool, so sad there is no theater reason, I'm gonna miss it, really. <laughs> Another one I enjoyed so much is the documentary about Richard Ramirez, The Night Stalker, and I also searched for all the movies, all the time, I saw recently Blood Feast*, for example, which is considered the first slasher movie. It's a very interesting film, fits in the category so bad that it's good and <laughs> not so easy to fit in that category. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah, uh, a lot of people have been talking about the uh, Richard Ramirez Night Stalker uh, documentary. I haven't checked it out yet, but I, I plan on doing so. I mean, everyone's talking about it so it's it's got to be somewhere checking out and uh also blood feast is uh is a great film uh just you know more or less uh, the history behind it and uh you know being the first slasher film it really kind of opened the uh floodgates for like the gore horror that uh that we know today and i also had uh joe castro on the show not that long ago who uh, was good friends with Herschel Gordon Lewis, who uh, you know Herschel had made Blood Feast and uh, had passed on the blood formula to Joe. So uh, that's that's very cool in itself, and you know, and Joe had worked on Blood Feast 2 and uh, you know some other stuff with with Gordon Lewis. So uh, check out that episode where I talk to Joe if if you ever want to hear more about that. Um. This month we are celebrating Women in Horror Month, and uh, I know this is towards the end of the month, but uh, are there any women in the horror genre that you think have a big impact on the horror genre?
1: I used to recognize the cool work of Millicent Patrick for the amazing design of Gilman, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Most of us know the sad and fair story behind. But there are many women in this industry, and they are working hard in many areas. I have worked with two great makeup artists in my movies, so I want to thank Isabella Marquese and Abigail Ruiz for the enormous contribution they have made in my own movies.
0: Very cool, very cool. Uh, and I just want to say The Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of my favorite uh, universal horror movies, so uh, very cool that uh, that you want to recognize her. And uh, yeah, you know, I just want to mention uh, the ladies that have, have worked on your film Trauma, Isabella and Abigail. They did a phenomenal job with the uh, special effects. So uh, kudos to them. Um, so I know you're a big Godzilla fan. So I got to ask you who do you think will win, Godzilla or King Kong, in the new Godzilla vs. King Kong movie?
1: To be honest, I don't know too much about this new film. Saw the trailer just once. I have a personal theory about what could happen. (laughs) Do you remember the post credit scene in King of the Monsters? Well, we can see that one of the three heads of King Jidora is found. And previously, we have been told Jidora can regenerate part of his body. What if, under certain conditions, of course, with human intervention, the whole body can be regenerated. It's a possibility. So the fact is both Godzilla and King Kong are super loved by the audience, so it is hard to make them fight to choose a winner. They are both giant and hyper strong. Kong is more flexible, athletic and faster. But Godzilla is a true nuclear plant in itself and has an atomic ray that can direct from the distance to attack. So I think they will gonna fight against the other for a while until a feared enemy appears on the horizon. Gidora, of course, forcing them to make an alliance in order to eliminate him before continuing their their own battle. Probably they will give themselves temporary choice until the next movie. <laughs> I love both of them. But if you make me choose one, which is hard to do, mm, I'm in the Godzilla team
0: right on right on yeah i uh i'm i'm rooting more for godzilla on this one and uh it is an interesting theory uh because Ghidorah's head is uh still uh is something that's there and uh it's very possible that we could see him return in some way uh it'll be interesting to to find out you know where the story goes from here and if we're gonna even see even you know more new uh, creatures that maybe haven't made it to uh, the previous installment so uh, it's 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 very cool to uh, to kind of guess and and you know the, the movie's gonna be here very soon so uh, I'm, I'm anxious to, to check it out so besides acting are you working on any other horror genre projects, like such as writing, directing, anything of that nature?
1: Well, the only thing I did during the last month was to write an article about the movie The Men Behind the Sun. isn't? It's an, a, a movie from the 80s, a Chinese movie, for a Spanish printed magazine. The name of the magazine is Grinding Your Guts. It's a review with some personal impressions and reflections about the topics of the movie
0: nice nice very cool um do you have any favorite subgenres of horror like examples uh, zombies werewolves giallo slashers uh, stuff like that
1: i like all of them but i think vampires and yellow could be my favorites
0: so hearing you say that uh i can definitely see your style reflect uh your favorite subgenres uh most definitely <laughs> seeing what you have on instagram your social media, uh, and your model shots. I can, I can totally see that. That's, that's cool. Um, you know, this is a short interview that, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to being on here for the short period. I have one final question for you. Um, do you have a favorite universal monster or favorite universal monster film?
1: My favorite Universal films are The Ride of Frankenstein and Creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: Very cool, Jimena. Um Before we take off here, uh, is there anything that you would like to uh, say or plug in that you want uh, people to check out or anything?
1: If you are curious about my work, you can watch some movies in which I have performed, such as Trauma and Sendero, also known as Path. Those titles are available in Amazon Prime Video, as well as *El Final Contagium, in which I am also scriptwriter. I'm very active on Instagram too, where I am at Solar, the first four letters of my name and my last name. I post cool pictures and updates about film projects there. So thanks in advance for all your support.
0: Well, that was the short interview that uh, I had with Himina. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming to the show, Jimena. Uh It's always uh, very cool to have you on here and uh, be able to discuss what's going on and be able to discuss uh, what you've been up to and uh, just talk a little bit about the horror genres. So much fun. <laughs> um like she had mentioned, uh, just kind of keep your eyes peeled for uh, her upcoming movie that's that's in post-production right now, called Apps, and that is the uh, the four short story uh, film anthology, if you will. Um, and she is in the Eden segment, so uh, keep your keep your eyes peeled for more info on when that's going to come out. And if you haven't checked out Ill Final Contagium uh here in the united states uh walmart of all places the big uh superstore walmart carries ill final Contagium* on dvd blu-ray uh mill creek had put out the release so it's uh not very expensive so if you're a big horror fan and, and want to check out uh some foreign horror films and a horror anthology uh, definitely check out ill final Contagium. I picked it up, and I had a lot of fun with it I thought it was uh, a pretty good horror anthology, so um, If that sounds uh, something like you want to check out uh, Definitely uh, check it out, and you know it's also on Amazon Prime if if you want to rent it there and of course it has Hamina who was just on the show here she's also in it so that gives you more of a reason to check it out <laughs> so moving on to uh events uh around here in uh my area uh the midwest uh like I said earlier midwest monster fest presents their pop up market um I, I won't really go into too much detail cause I already mentioned that at the beginning of the show but uh Remember, that is May 22nd, uh, Saturday from, uh, noon to 7 p.m. Also, uh, if you're closer to the Chicago area, Days of the Dead Chicago will be going on April 9th or the 11th, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, you can go to daysofthedead.com forward slash Chicago for more info on, uh, how to get tickets, and uh, the dates, times, uh, hotel bookings, stuff like that. Uh, But uh, I'll just kind of name off a few uh, of the guests who have been announced. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the Mail Girl will be there. Uh, And also, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. Dave Sheridan from uh, Scary Movie. You might recognize him as Doofy. In Scary Movie, and he was also in uh, The Devil's Rejects. He's gonna be there. In Friday and Saturday only, Daniel Harris will be there. Uh, her famous role in uh, Halloween Four, and uh, and then coming back in Rob Zombie's Halloween, and as well as uh, the Hatchet franchise fame uh, in uh, Hatchet Two. Linnea Quigley will also be at uh, Days of the Dead Chicago this year. She's uh, you know, most famously known as Trash in The Return of the Living Dead. And uh, she also plays in Night of the Demons. She's got the uh, iconic uh, magic trick of uh, Where Did the Lipstick Go? That's <laughs> uh, definitely one of my... Favorite '80s horror films. That's that's such a fun one. And uh, Tom Sizemore will be there, uh, most famously known from Saving Private Ryan. And uh, I also liked him in The Relic. I don't know if that one gets talked about a whole lot, but I remember enjoying watching that one back in the day. But I was surprised to see him on the list, so that's that's very cool. And uh, joining Linnea in The Night of the Demons franchise so to speak uh, Amelia Kincaid will be there she plays Angela the famous Angela from *Neither Demons so that's very cool to see that she's going to be there and uh, David Naughton from American Werewolf in London will be there so you may recognize him from uh, that film as being the werewolf that goes through one of the Probably one of the coolest uh, werewolf transformations ever shown on screen. That's a, that's a badass that he's gonna be there. And uh, the last one that they've announced so far is uh, Noah Hathaway, who plays a Treyu in the Neverending Story. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you you might uh, remember that one if uh, if you were a 80s and 90s kid. You might be able to remember that one. So that's cool, um, but that's about all I got for you for uh, Days of Days of the Dead Chicago. If you're interested, uh, I think most likely I'm gonna be there Saturday, uh, April 10th. So uh, if you plan on going, uh, maybe you'll recognize me or um, run into me and uh, say what's up or something. You know, I'm probably gonna be walking around and. And uh checking out all the vendors and trying to meet as many celebrities as I can and it should be a fun time. So uh definitely look that up. It's uh gonna be in Rosemont, Illinois this year at the Crown Plaza Ho- or at the Crown Plaza O'Hare. So go to the website for more info on that. And then uh here in the Quad Cities, their own horror convention, uh Midwest Monster Fest will be September 3rd, 4th and 5th of this year. It's going to be a awesome horror convention for the Quad Cities and uh you know, it's definitely bringing some excitement back into the Quad Cities. So I'm I'm like super stoked and glad that uh my buddy Jeff is putting on Midwest Monster Fest and and bringing the horror convention to the Quad Cities and you know, for the people that uh maybe don't want to travel all the way to Chicago or or Kansas City or up in Minnesota or you know, they don't wanna to, have to travel a whole lot. Well you don't have to travel a whole lot. You can come to Midwest Monster Fest here in the Quad Cities and it's gonna be a badass time. I'm gonna be there all weekend, so if you don't mind uh running into me and me talking your ear off or something, uh <laughs> uh yeah, it's gonna be a fucking badass time. And I'm gonna I'm gonna name off uh, some of the guests. Uh, you know, if you're a listener of the show, you probably already know a lot of the guests I talk about. But for you know maybe first time listeners, I'm gonna ramble off. We're gonna have C.J. Graham, who played Jason in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, and Tom Matthews, who also plays in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, and he's been in The Return of the Living Dead One and Two. He's gonna be there. Uh, Linnea Quigley, again, will be there. Uh, Mark Price will be there. He has played in the movie Trick or Treat. The Trick or Treat, not the Michael Doherty Trick or Treat. <laughs> um, then we got uh, Nathan Basil, who uh, played uh, the main guy in uh, Behind the Mask, the story of Leslie Vernon. And one of the newer announcements uh clint howard will be here at midwest monster fest that's right ice cream man is going to be here at midwest monster fest i can't wait to to meet him uh he's got so many movies under his belt i am not going to name off all of them but i will mention silent night Deadly night Four, initiation uh he was awesome in that and you know of course i've covered that one already so, very cool, very cool to see him on the show, or to, to see him at Midwest Monster Fest. And then we got uh, Chaney Morrow, who uh, played the ghost in, in the Beck and Woods film Haunt. He will be there along with uh, Justin Markson, who played the clown in Haunt. They're going to be there this year. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's pretty fucking stacked, guys. Like, uh, Tamara Glynn, who played in, uh, Halloween 5 and, uh, Freddy's Nightmares, she's gonna be there. JJ Cohen from 976 Evil, uh, I mean, shit, guys. <laughs> Richie Ramone is gonna be there. He, uh, was the drummer from the Ramones, uh, from, uh, 1983 to 1987. So that's very cool to see a, a musician here at uh, Midwest Monster Fest. Then we got Rob Mello, who played uh, in Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day Two, and Fear the Walking Dead. And the newest announcement uh, for a guest is Corey Glover, who uh, he's he's the the lead vocalist for the rock band Living Color, and uh, he also uh, acted in a 1986 war movie called Platoon. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Uh, that's a uh, very, very good uh, Vietnam War movie if you guys have never seen it, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it or, or seen it. Very cool, very cool. That's that's about, uh, I think I just rambled off everybody. So uh, I, from what I hear, there's going to be some more guest announcements, which is crazy to hear. There's going to be more. So uh, stay tuned, guys. I mean, we're, we're going to get some more guests. So uh I'm excited to know who we're gonna get. I don't know who we're gonna get and uh <laughs> you know I'm 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 happy to see uh the list of people that are expected to be there already. Like this is a a stacked list, guys. So uh go to Midwestmonsterfest.com, get your tickets now, get them ahead so you don't have to worry about it later on. And uh it's gonna be a good time. There's gonna be tons of vendors. Uh, to buy horror stuff. Uh, I mean, all kinds of shit. I mean, uh, pop culture stuff, too. Like, it's not just horror. There's going to be a ton a ton of uh, pop culture and just kind of things that everybody's interested. So check it out. There's also going to be a film festival there. Um, you know, I'll give a quick plug to uh, Addison Bennett, who's been on the show many times. You can see Psycho Ape here. At Midwest Monster Fest, uh, possibly. Hold on, I don't want to jump the gun, and I don't know anything, but he has submitted to Midwest Monster Fest, so could see him there. I I don't know, uh, so I'm I'm kind of jumping the gun. Sorry about that, <laughs> but um, you know, there's going to be tons of uh, of horror films that we're going to see at Midwest Monster Fest, and possibly Psycho Ape. I'll just I'll just say that. Um, and I don't have any inside information. I just I just kind of assumed that maybe he would be there cuz the movie is a lot of fun and I you know, I had fun checking it out and and stuff, but yeah, I I don't know if it's going to be there or not. Hopefully, but uh yeah, I don't know. I I I'm not I'm not in charge of of uh running the film fest or anything. So, yeah, go to MidwestMonsterFest.com or their social media uh, at MidwestMonsterFest for more info on that. And uh, just want to throw a quick plug into uh, Wake Brewing. They are, a, uh, they are a brewery in Rock Island, Illinois, who make the beer right there at the brewery. And you can uh, drink the beer right there on the patio when it starts getting nicer. And uh, they also have cans to go still going on. Uh, you know, if you're into craft beer, they, uh, have a great selection and a wide selection of craft beer. They don't really just stick to like just strictly IPAs. I mean, there's like sour ales, um, stouts, uh, you name it. I mean, they, they are, uh, a brewery that has a wide range of uh, flavors, and they're always making new flavors all the time. So it's it's hard to keep up with the guys, and uh, which that's a good thing, I guess. But uh, yeah, if you're ever in the area, the Quad Cities, you know, check out Wake Brewing and get some delicious craft beer to go, or uh, just have a great time there and uh, and spend all your money there because <laughs> their their beer is that fucking good. And, uh, you know, the, the world has changed with the whole COVID thing. So, uh, they used to hold a, uh, a horror movie trivia night on Thursdays, uh, the third Thursday of every month, but with COVID going on there, you know, you can't really have a lot of crowds, uh, gatherings inside. So, uh, that's a bummer, but I'm sure once, uh, they're able to, they'll probably be holding those on again because those events are a lot of fun and uh you know that's it's a good segue in for this show because we talk about horror and the rude horror podcast supports wake brewing so um yeah i i can't put them over enough like they're awesome uh place to go and hang out and they're a bunch of super cool dudes there too so check it out <laughs> Um, so I'm not going to get like super in depth with the movie reviews, but I'm going to do a couple here just so it's not going to be like a super short episode, which we're approaching 35, 40 minute mark. Uh, I want to name off uh, a couple movies. Uh, I watched recently. I watched a movie called freak. It's a newer horror movie directed by lucky Saruti. I hope I said your name right, buddy. Uh, yeah, and it's it's a fun, campy-type horror movie. Like, uh, you know, Freak to Me, like a perfect sick blend of Troll and Wrong Turn or Friday the 13th kind of movie. And this is the kind of practical effects gore that I've been looking for in a long time, especially coming from an indie horror film. Uh, the Root Horror Podcast has to give this a 4 out of 5. Uh, the, the creature effects itself is like what really puts it up, uh, you know, my, uh, rating scale on it. And, uh, like I said, practical effects, uh, in an indie horror movie, I love that, uh, that people are still using practical effects. I think it's very important, especially in the horror genre. And, uh, and I had asked him about this because some of the movement that, uh, the creature does almost seem like stop motion animation and he said that there is no stop motion animation but uh you know many people have asked him if that was something because it really looked like there was some stop an- animation going on and it really added to the creepiness factor of this creature like it just really made it seem like it was uh not human like i'll say and uh it it was very cool it actually kind of made me feel a little unsettling watching this which is very hard to uh to move me in such a way i guess i would say like it really takes a lot for me to kind of (laughs) uh i don't know internally get moved i don't know if that's a word but uh yeah very cool uh it it still is doing its uh festival run i believe so I mean it's not on d v d or anything quite yet but uh keep your eyes peeled for it's gonna be a newer movie called Freak that's the title and uh it you know the i'll say like the creature kind of reminds me of like a mix between like uh the troll characters and wrong turn that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to give away anything but uh you know if you like that kind of uh creature effects uh this is right up your alley guys like check it out it's gonna be awesome once this thing gets released on dvd video or streaming wherever it's gonna be at um a, l- a little while back ago i did watch uh brandon cronenberg's possessor and i really dug it I thought it was uh, almost like a, a fresh of breath air to sort of get some really good sci fi horror back into the game, if you will. And, uh, you know, it was a very compelling story that was being told and original. And I think that's really kind of what kept my interest in it that it was original. And uh you know, there is some uh some pretty good twists in it and uh some that I didn't really see coming. So uh, you know, being the son of David Cronenberg. Uh I thought Brandon did a really good job in this film and I look forward to seeing what what else uh Brandon can come up with because I I think he has a bright future doing uh doing horror movies. So The Root Horror Podcast, again, gives this one a 4 out of 5. Moving on to, uh, recently I watched Blade the Iron Cross, uh, from 2020. Uh, it is free on Tubi if anyone wants to watch it. It's the the newest Puppet Master spinoff from Full Moon, um... Which, I'm I'm a big fan of the Puppet Master series. Uh, even though I will admit the later entries of the series uh, really have gone downhill for me. Even though I'm still an idiot and will still watch them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, Blade is probably one of the most beloved characters of the Puppet Master series. So seeing that he had a spin-off movie... It was an instant buy for me I got sucked into it and uh you know i'll I'll say some of the 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 kills in it were pretty enjoyable to watch like they're you know they're decent I guess and you know there's some some great boob shots if you will uh, you know I'm a guy so I gotta say you know if I can see see a, a great pair on a TV in a horror movie it, it kind of I actually i think that kind of boosted the rating up a little bit on that one so uh that that's about all i can really say about that one i mean it, i really wasn't uh impressed with this one i guess like i just uh you know a couple of the kill scenes and you know the nudity scenes i guess ca- helped keep this movie together but uh i i wasn't too pleased on this one and I mean, I know the, the whole Nazi thing has kind of been throughout the whole series, but I mean, I feel like uh, I've been watching the same movie the past, like, four or five entries, <laughs> it seems. So it's like, I don't know, There's, a new direction needs to be taken in this series, I think, for it to get more interesting. And kind of reel people back into um you know where these puppies can go and, and you know hopefully make the story a little bit more interesting so I'm going to have to give this one a 2 out of 5 um like I said the, the high points that I had mentioned pretty much helped get this rating to a 2 um sad to say i mean i i still support full moon i i still am a sucker for the new stuff that they put out but i'm gonna be honest and uh and, and you know say what what i feel about the movies is you know this one was was a doozy and uh it's sad to say because i do love the puppet master series more or less uh the first few, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope Full Moon can turn things around one day to make Full Moon, Full Moon again, like, the early 90s, Full Moon, I love that shit, I'll watch that shit all day, if, I mean, I know it's not the 90s anymore, but if they can get the, get the charm back in Full Moon, I think that's what they really need is, they need to capture that charm again. And I think I think you're going to please the fans if, if you take that route. Um, I had mentioned Streets of Vengeance in the last episode. So I don't want to ramble on too much about that one. But uh, I recommend checking it out, guys. It's on Prime Video right now for free. And it's a good callback to like the eighties um women get vengeance type movies. I mean it's called Streets of Vengeance, directed by Paul Ragsdale and his wife Angela Dalba. Uh I thought they did a fantastic job. Like the the shots, the acting was decent. Uh you know, Ginger Lynn appears in this for a brief moment as well as Joanna Angel they briefly make an appearance but uh it's it's a decent uh women kicking ass taking names type of movie I know it really doesn't really necessarily fall into the horror genre per se but it is sort of like an exploitation film with horror elements like uh you know I'll say some of the uh the killings sort of is like slasher-esque and uh you know that's all i want to say i don't want to spoil anything but uh you know if you're into like the horror action exploitation type stuff uh definitely uh check out streets of vengeance i don't think you'll be disappointed especially if you like the 80s horror and like you know those 80s callbacks uh check it out the Rude Horror Podcast gives Streets of Vengeance a three and a half out of five stars, so I, I say check it out. And for the last film that I'm gonna sort of review is I watched The Fanatic from nineteen, from twenty nineteen, directed by Fred Durst, the frontman of Limp Bizkit. Ah, uh, the the story interested me watching the previews and stuff, uh, you know, seeing John Travolta sort of step out of his comfort zone into a role that I never expected him to be in. And uh, Devin Sawa also returns uh, most, you know, probably famously known for uh, idle hands is in this. Uh, I'll say like, the movie started out decent, uh, and it it was a decent movie, which I was very surprised by, but uh, the ending left me with one of those moments where I'm like, and I think I even said this out loud, but I was like, that was it, kind of thing, like it just, I I feel like the ending really let me down, because... It didn't seem like, uh, that should have been a a spot to end it at. I thought there should have been a little bit more to it. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, I say if you got Amazon Prime, uh, and you're curious about it, it's worth a watch. Um, it, it definitely has some watchability, uh, elements to it and, uh, that's about all I'm going to have to say about that one. I'm going to have to give this one a 2 out of 5 stars. Just because... Uh, you know, I, I I felt like I was let down on this one. And I don't know how many films Fred Durst has made so far. Uh, it, I don't know, it, it I don't know. I don't know. I felt like this movie... have been better I don't know how it could have been made better but as a viewer it just kind of something didn't sit right with me I don't know it's one of those type of films uh so sorry to give it such a low rating but uh at the same time I'm gonna go with my gut instinct and and uh give you my opinion I'm not gonna try to be fake about shit so uh yeah I'm sorry a two out of five but I will say, if you're curious about it, it's worth a watch. And uh, and who knows, maybe maybe you'll dig it uh, more than I did. So uh, that's that's about it for my reviews, guys. Uh, hope hope you dig my little reviews that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to do these a little bit more often than I have in the past. I think I've only done it like once maybe twice before but i'm going to try to incorporate like little movie reviews here there and uh, give you guys my opinion on some newer movies as well as you know some older ones that uh and you know films that i'm not going to actually deep dive and do a whole episode on like they're going to be movies that i checked out as time goes on and just kind of give you my my opinion my feedback on it and, you know, in my opinion, is it worth checking out? Is it not? I don't know. So, guys, that's uh, that's about it for me. Uh, I got some great upcoming episodes on the way. Some not-to-miss episodes. Uh, I'll be having uh, Italian composer and conductor Stefano Mainetti on the show. Which uh, I'm super excited about, uh, and uh, to help kind of coincide with my upcoming episode talking about Zombie Three, uh, I'll have him on the show to talk about the horror genre, and uh, possibly some of the uh, work that he's done, uh, especially you know making music for the movie Zombie Three, Lucio Fulci, uh, Bruno Mattei, Claudio. For Grasso's *Zombie 3. it should be super fun to, to talk to him and uh, hear what he has to say. I'm, I'm honestly curious to see what he has to say about some of these films. Uh, he's also worked on like *Stage Fright* from 1987, uh, *Talos the Mummy*, or here in the United States known as *Tale of the Mummy* uh, with you know Christopher Lee and Shelley Duvall's in that. And as well, he's made several action films, which I'll get into that uh, on that episode. But stay tuned for that one, guys, if if you're interested in uh, hearing me talk to a horror film composer. And, uh, and it should be a fun time. Uh, I do have some more interviews lined up. I'm not going to give you more detail on that. But just kind of keep uh, your eyes peeled and, and whatnot on the social medias. And, uh, and it, you know, my usual episodes will continue. So that's about all the info that I have for you guys regarding uh, the show. Uh, I'm going to transition here to uh, the Rude Horror Music Corner. So I'm going to say you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Rude Horror Podcast. I'm also on Twitter, but not as much as Instagram and Facebook. But my Twitter is at Root Horror Pod. Uh, or you can also email me at Root Horror at gmail.com. Um, and I also have uh, a link tree up now. So if you can go to, I don't know what the exact web address is, but it's like the link tree.com forward slash Root Podcast is my link tree uh however you type that in the web browser i don't know you know offhand i'm just (laughs) going off the top of my head but uh yeah you can go to there and that gives you pretty much all the links to everything that i have so uh check that out thank you all so much for listening and i hope you stick around for the rude whore music corner All right, guys, so we're at the Root Horde Music Corner. I'm here to talk about the band Frontal Assault, hailing from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, they've been around since 2016, and I believe they started in high school, so that's very cool. Uh, I know I started my first metal band in high school, so I know how, uh, how awesome that could be. And uh, I gotta say, they're a, a kick-ass thrash metal band, and I'm so stoked to... Uh, to hear them live once uh once all the restrictions are up and just kind of hear what their new stuff is going to be like and uh you know just hope hope they uh stick around and uh and make new music again so without further ado i'm going to be showcasing their song the bell of death enjoy guys